0: and <laughs> hey, welcome
1: everybody to our daily gun show come to you live every week night at midnight eastern it's 9 p.m pacific we chat about guns for about an hour so we've got some people joining us we got angelina joining from california thanks for joining
0: hello everyone
1: uh dead or see you in here yes right on so uh everything going okay up there in utah
2: yeah, yeah, everything's going good. Um, you know, cut my trip short out of, after about driving
1: halfway there, but you know, we're holding it down. Right on, we can talk more about that. Got Gary joining, joining from Kansas. Thanks for jumping in.
3: Thanks
4: for the invite.
1: Oh, we got John jumping in from York.
4: Howdy, y'all.
1: Did y'all say it, New York. <laughs>
4: but, <laughs> y'all got a pretty
1: good awesome accent, uh, and then, uh, uh alright, I got the what is it? Gun snob? Where are you coming from? Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. oh right on where in Oklahoma?
5: Uh north of Tulsa, about an hour.
1: Oh yeah. So you know where Note? Something like that is? Don't know what? Win note or something like that? I don't know how to say it.
5: Not win what it? you said. <laughs> you know where I'm talking
1: about? No. Alright. And we got, uh, well, thanks for jumping in. We got Zorro jumping in from California as well.
6: Well, thank you for the invite.
1: All right, I'm down here in Tucson. So I guess we have a couple of people. Well, no, we have just John jumping in from that side of the Mississippi. So you're going to have to represent everybody on that side of the Mississippi tonight. Can-
0: um,
1: it's Friday. So uh, I put a bunch of clickbait up there because CCW under $200 It's ridiculous should you even train it's not even training day that was yesterday and i guess we could do top 10 summer edc items but i just figured i'd put a clickbait thing up there and see if you've got a bunch of views too we got tonight 19 people joining so yeah it's working suckers so uh anything going on in any of the warm-up shows nothing that i saw i didn't see any warm-up shows so
0: no.
4: Clover and uh, Ghost on Clover's channel, they had a maker of uh, uh, Bipod, which seemed pretty cool. Swagger Bipods. Swagger Bipods. And I believe they met him or they highlighted the Bipods at, uh, what is it, Shacho? Is that correct? I don't
1: know where they met, but I would watch the. And I was working on some arts over here. So I was
4: listening to it. Yeah, so they were discussing that and um um the the black cat um uh, had a video he went fishing today. Um so that was pretty cool just you know, just watching the view of the water. And uh uh, Jimmy the other day did his little, you know, five, six minute thing saying he's coming back and he's just working out the kinks right now.
1: Guns um, Gear had a chat today earlier.
4: Yeah. Um, he discussed uh, the his 100 uh, sub giveaway. Yeah, he's, he's uh, giving away some T-shirts. It was supposed to be some pretty cool designs. Which, which guns and gear are you talking about?
1: Uh, Budget Guns and Gear? The guy who has a Buggy, show on a couple
4: Buggy, hours. Budget and Gear, yeah. I um, I didn't get a chance to catch that. I uh, believe I was thinking about Guns and Glory. Oh, well, I don't
1: know who that is. All right, well, so I guess that's some of the shows that were on earlier today. And you can check those out on their respective channels over on Gun Channels. Dead Horse, So has real life stuff going on. So it sucks you had uh, planned on heading out on a road trip. Down to Tejas, and then uh, you got screwed. I don't know how much you want to mention about that or if it's something you want to talk about, but I think potentially we could blow off all these clickbait topics and talk about real life bug out bags, travel situations, best laid plans. I don't know how much you want to get into. Yeah, um, well,
2: definitely, you know, like uh, prepping, right? And, uh, you know, it could, for my situation, is can really come in handy with uh, our power going on and off i have the generator hooked up um so if my power goes out i can uh you know still you know provide light and stuff like that and cook and so do you mind
1: a situation what you got going on
2: sure uh, i left to go down to a trip to san angelo texas to go on a hog hunt and i it was a uh, 17 and a half hour 18 hour drive and I got about eight and a half hours into it. So almost halfway there And I got a phone call saying my city's on fire And that my house was threatened and I had to turn around and come back And I got back early this morning at about 6 30 this morning and uh, um Yeah, it, and not, it's not just one fire. It's more like four fires going right now and Uh, One fire is literally just right above me, just less than two miles away. And it's over 200 acres. And uh, that's the one that they're combating really, really hard because that's the one that's threatening the city the most. And uh, so they brought in air tankers and helicopters and all sorts of stuff today. Um, It started threatening the military base here. So they brought out the military fire trucks and stuff like that. Um, Ground crews from just all over the the state and I guess Wyoming and Idaho are coming to help. Cause that's how like bad, I guess my city's in danger. It's been starting fires all over the city, uh, like random grass fires and tool sheds and stuff like that, burning down in people's backyards. And, you know, a couple people's houses have caught on fire, but it looks like from what I've seen, they were able to save most of the homes that, you know, but it's just raining down ash and, uh, you know, just flaming tenders, you know, like that are still burning. You know, <laughs> so right now like I'm going outside every hour and hosing down my house off and hosing my so based, on your,
4: based on your previous post in knives chat. I'm guessing the wind picked up or is it just literally just the embers? The wind's actually
2: starting to pick up right now and they expect it to get worse up to 30 mile an hour winds. And that's what they're (sighs) concerned about. And with the direction of the wind it's blowing right towards the city.
4: Jesus Christ.
2: And the fires are hopping all over. And on the other side of me, I have a 2000 acre fire, but that one's about oh, like probably 15, 20 miles away. So that one's not really the dire concern right now, but that one's a lot bigger. And then we have uh, just down the road, about five miles away, there's like a 20 or 30 acre fire going on. And then with all the little fires popping up around the city, because of all these other fires, you know, like (laughs) when I came back, when I came back into town, I literally thought like a volcano was going off. Like that's what it looked like, this smoke plume and all that. It, It looked just like a volcano was going off, like something out of a movie. I was like, holy crap.
4: Mm, I, I, i'm sorry that i'm sorry. i'm sorry it even picked up worse than it did from uh, your previous notice uh i just wish everybody uh be safe and be careful and uh, uh keep an eye out on each other
1: right so like we have all kinds of stuff we can talk about with that so you were on the trip and now you had to i'm guessing you got, you got what about three quarters most of the way there and had to basically turn around about halfway
2: you- Yeah, it was, it's, it's supposed to be like a 17 to 18 hour drive and I was about eight and a half hours into it.
1: That's one of those things that you don't think about. I mean, it can, you can, now you can break down or whatever. You break down, worst thing that happens. I guess what I'm saying is if you're uh, budgeting or you're giving yourself just a a whole day's worth of travel, um, you know, and you're going to be on the driving for whatever you were planning on 16 hours or something crazy, right? So... If you get to the end of that and something happens like this where you got to turn around and come back, I mean, that's tough to calculate. It's not like you're going to be wanting to take a nap. You know, you're not going to be able to take a nap if something happened and you had to turn around. So I just thought that was an interesting thing to, uh, I don't know, to, to think about because every once in a while I'll do the same. I'll figure, oh, I need to get somewhere. I'm just going to drive for 16 hours that day. And then, yeah, you know, what happens when you're nine hours into that 16, you got to turn around and come back.
2: Oh yeah, I was tired as hell last night, and I was kind of thinking about letting my kids drive because two of my kids have driver's licenses now. But then I was like, well, I kind of want to speed too, right? <laughs> you know, so uh, you know, so I, I was probably you know averaging a good five to ten miles an hour over the speed limit, trying to get home. You know, I think like probably like most other people would. And there wasn't a lot of traffic out at night, but I kind of just wanted to hurry and get home. So yeah, so I decided to to drive, and uh, so I could make good time. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I literally didn't know what I was going to come back to. And then I, like I said, at one point today, the fire was less than two miles from my house, 200 acre fire. (laughs) So
5: That's gotta be a miserable feeling being that far from home and just being helpless about it.
2: Oh yeah, I totally was, you know, and like, and you don't know exactly if like the person, you know, I was talking to my father and I, you know, I couldn't quite tell like, Hey, like, how bad it really was like you know like is my shit on fire right now are you saying but he was just like telling me hey uh there's a possibility you know that we could lose the house like you know so you know so to get that kind of news when you're almost you know on your vacation (laughs) it it just really kind of sucked yeah
5: kind of run a vacation
1: So as far as the vehicle, then, any issues, uh,
5: anything to talk about? Uh, I guess,
1: you know, like, say, the unexpected long trip or, you know.
2: I rented a vehicle. Oh. So I didn't put the wear and tear. So I have the vehicle until uh, Tuesday. (laughs) So until Tuesday at 5 p.m. So I I think I can return it early. Um, I'm probably going to go do that tomorrow. I've been too busy today. Um, Just, you know. (laughs) watching fire and hose down my house and my yard and fence and stuff like that. All my flammable stuff.
4: Right. And so, uh, I so I got a question whatever. for you. Um, based on your immediate resources, um, how was the, the water issue? Is that going to not be? Uh, I don't think affected?
2: so. I, I live right next to a lake. I, li- I literally live, you know, less than five minutes from a lake. Okay, and so you so don't have to,
4: too much of the damage yeah. in between you and the lake. Okay. All
2: right. Yeah, and they've been dropping water um, from okay. the lake. The helicopters have been scooping water out. And they, they fought it really, really hard today, but I think uh, the last I heard of it is that it's 5% contained. So
4: <laughs> That kind of sucks.
2: <laughs> yeah, so it's just because of the winds. And not only that, but all the terrain that it that it's on that we live on is basically the site of a rocky mountain, right? And it's uh, it's just not the easiest area to get to and work and, and to dig like those fire breaks and stuff like that. It's really hard yeah, to do that on the side of a rocky mountain. So it's pretty, it's pretty bad. But tomorrow morning, a whole bunch more crews are supposed to be here from all sorts of other states are coming to help. So hopefully tomorrow they'll be able to get a good grasp on it. Today it looked like it was just mostly tankers and helicopters dropping that fire retardant and uh, water.
4: Uh, I'm hoping they can get, like, a decent burn line
5: once they have more people. So I'm guessing it's really heavily wooded around your house, then.
2: Yeah, 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 on the side of the mountain, it's just all, you know, canyons and forest and stuff like that. It's just, you know, lots of grass and just... You know, stuff like that. Just lots of stuff to burn, right? And plus, it's dry here. It's basically the desert, even though we're on the side of a mountain. It's pretty dry here, and uh, so everything's just burning really, really good right now. (laughs) So we're like praying for rain. There's supposed to maybe be rain showers tonight here and there, but it's the 30 mile an hour winds that come with that 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 they're really worried about right now. So they made us evacuate for a couple hours earlier today because the wind. Uh, it was so bad and the fire was like coming right towards us so they went down the streets and uh, yelling at everyone to evacuate today and then about four hours after that they let us back in into our homes because the wind had shifted again and you know was going away from us but now it's coming right back towards us again so we you don't know what to think
4: did they give you an idea of how far uh, they're going to have to do the burn line when more people come in tomorrow
2: no idea no idea there's so much just information and i don't know what you know and the news isn't telling us very much at all other than that this more guys are coming tomorrow that it's five percent contained
1: talk to noah like it reports and so is this something that happens yearly or seasonally or
0: no
2: no um we're usually pretty good our uh I mean, we we don't have these kind of fires normally. Where we're at. usually we're too sparse and just too deserty, and all that. And the canyons are too green and too wet usually to get this kind of fire. But it's just been abnormally like really really dry. And and plus, a lot of people think that it may that the four big fires around me may have been man started. That's what I. That's what we heard. Um, we actually heard that from a police officer when we asked them because they had the whole road blocked off. We went up and talked to him and asked him what they knew and stuff and uh, one of the police officers said that um the guy on a four-wheeler was up in the canyon and he heard a big boom and saw a huge left and saw a huge explosion and fireball and smoke go up in the air and so he witnessed the the main one that's threatening my house and just that whole scenario of a big boom and fireball and smoke cloud going in the air up in the middle of a canyon it's kind of fishy you know so but, mm-hmm. but there are some things that some people think that some of these fires are you know, all started on purpose right now.
1: Well, is it true? I've done some research. Isn't it true that there were no fires before the AR-15? <laughs> I think that was before Browning and the 50 b and I believe uh, from my research that AR stands for ar- uh, arson rain. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh. So if it
1: doesn't happen all the time, is this something you, is, as far as the bugging out and as far as when you leave for home, leave home for a vacation, you're probably packed for the vacation and maybe for some trouble along the way, but I don't know you, I don't know you might be, but um, uh, were you prepared for being able to come home in a situation like this and then not you know, and potentially not be able to get back to your house and then need to, it sounds like what you did having a station at hotels and stuff so like i say you have stuff for your vacation but then do you also have stuff for that type of eventuality and then we can open that up to the room
2: well Well, we pretty much had everything to last us for about four days you know clothes supplies stuff like that it lasts about four days but you know food and stuff for our trip like you know we didn't bring a bunch of food or anything just water you know because we were planning on just eating along the way and stuff like that so if i would have came back uh, and not been able to get back to my house yeah like it would have just been you know hotels I didn't I wouldn't I didn't have camping gear with us because we were planning on staying in this like uh, lodge and so I didn't have uh, any tents or you know sleeping bags or any of that kind of stuff with us the only thing that we really had were you know guns and ammo and just our you know our bags full of clothes and you know toothbrushes and stuff like that but no I, I wasn't I wasn't prepared if I wouldn't have been able to get back to my house. We wouldn't have had sleeping bags or tents or, you know, anything else. And a hotel isn't a guaranteed thing here because we only have so many hotels. So if they, you know, evacuations, I'm sure there's already some people that are, you know, the hotels are probably already
6: pretty filled. Hey, Dead Horse, can I ask you a question? Yep. How close was the the fire to your house? Was it in the mountains? Less than two miles. Less Less than two miles
2: is what it's got to so far. Oh, dang. But it's a big fire, less than two miles. So two miles might sound far away, but really, it's not. <laughs> it's like not when you see this huge fire that's just massive, right? And then you're, it's like two miles away, like, it, it might as well be right next door, you're
0: thinking. Can you see the flames outside? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, uh, I got pictures of the flames and stuff. And uh, it's, you know, and like I said, there's more than one fire, so. You know, there's another one about 15 to 20 miles to the uh, east of me right now. And that's the big one. That's the one that's like 2,000 acres. Like, they're not even really fighting that one. It's so big. So,
0: yeah, dude. Last <laughs> was uh there were fires, pretty bad fires here. And while I stand in the kitchen, like, doing dishes, out the window, you just see flames. <laughs> so it's scary. Um,
2: it's, it's funny because when I looked through my high I, – I took one of my high-powered – scopes out back right and i was watching the fire through it and when you'll see this perfect tree right it's not burned or nothing all green and everything and then you see the fire come up to it by the time that tree lights on fire it is i mean just dust within less than a minute that whole tree catches on fire and it's gone and let i mean completely gone in less than a minute that's how hot that fire is it's amazing how fast a whole entire tree can just turn into nothing
0: yeah, wow. if, you're, uh, if your fire department or the local department's fighting it, have a Twitter, totally check that out, because they post a lot of information.
2: Oh, that's a good idea.
0: That's a big, uh, I mean, because California, as you know, is like the fire state. So that's one of the things they do here, is there's always, uh, you know, they're updating their Twitter and their Facebook and stuff. But just like, I mean, even like basic information,
6: yeah, which fire? Did was it like so close to like um like close to like a city where they were giving notices that it was like they were saying, oh, it's ten miles away now, or it went from thirty miles away to twenty miles away, and it's like is uh, almost contained.
0: In November, right?
6: Yeah, it was like that big fire that was coming out of Maricopa or something.
0: Yeah, well, there was I think there was two fires, but like the Thomas fire because that was that it like ruined Ventura. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one like that was I had when that was happening, then it caught fire down here where I am. So on three sides of us, it was burning. So you'd look and just you're surrounded by fire.
5: So if De- you get a- oh,
3: go ahead. De- uh, Rushton wants to know if you've already packed your truck for the bug out in case you need it.
2: Oh, the only thing that's really not packed right now are like guns. Like I really, I don't really have like some of my valuables like that, but stuff to survive. Yeah. That's one of the first, that's one of the things we did today is put all the sleeping bags, coolers, stuff like that in our vehicles. And, uh, you know, we went and gassed our vehicles and so they're full of gas. And, uh, you know, so if we have to leave that, we can take all of our vehicles and a bunch of stuff. I really didn't grab like a bunch of valuables but just the necessities oh yeah they're already
5: packed so do you have somewhere you can go if you do get evacuated again
2: Uh, you know uh locally no um because everyone locally that i know lives so close to me that uh they would be evacuated too Mm, i'd have to drive for quite a ways for just like i said go to a hotel or a camping spot you know and uh Yeah, but it's so bad out there, too, right now. I don't even know if I'd want to try and camp outside somewhere just because of the ash in the air. That's one thing I wasn't prepared for is, like, I might throw some, like, uh, some kind of filter mask, you know, some kind of filtration into uh, my kit now. Because the ash has been so bad, and that breathing, that shit has been so bad that it's just, yeah, I really wish I had some kind of mask uh, that I could just put on.
1: What is the fire department recommending or have they said anything about what to use for respiration not that I haven't heard anything
2: like so
1: I, haven't, I, haven't I haven't talked to the fire department though or seen anything from the military gas mask is going to have a filter designed for biological and chemical stuff and I suspect it's probably not the right one for like what a you probably want what a firefighter would have uh, you know the firefighter type and uh they usually have more of a, a open you know not two eyes or whatever it's more of an open mask or whatever advice. no a
3: fire firefighter has a full face mask but it's in a closed oxygen system sometimes
1: they're closed but that's expensive but you can get i've got i have a, a fire one that's just a giant filter underneath like a gas mask but uh not, not it's not whatever scuba you know above ground scuba that would be yeah,
3: I have a filter mask with the twin filters on the bottom from when I used to work uh, uh, rehabbing houses with asbestos and stuff like that.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. Those things for like painting and that kind of thing, like you're saying doing uh, insulation or whatever. I mean, that would be better than nothing for the ash, but I don't know.
3: If yeah, they- they're okay, but they don't help you with the heat. Well, how bad is the heat there? My
2: heat uh, today got up to 97 or 96. Right now, I think it's probably about 82 at uh, 1030 at night.
1: You're not dealing with heat from the fire or anything, though.
2: What's that? No heat from the fire, like hot. Oh, no, no, because it's two miles, you know, it's two miles away. So it's... Yeah, I,
3: I think the most important thing is to filter the particulates that are floating around in the air, like you was talking about the ash and stuff. So well, it was
2: so bad. I had it in my nose. I was outside and I was outside for maybe like 45 minutes and I just watered down my fence and my roof and my house and stuff. Right. And when I came back in, my wife was laughing at me and I went to the bathroom and I, it looked like I was snorting Coke or something. Cause I on my mustache and around my nose from like breathing in the ash. Uh, and it, it was- yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. I was like, and that's when I thought, holy shit. Like, like, what if I had to stay out here for days outside in something like this? How bad
1: would that be without a mask? Super bad, dude. Number one, if even if it was just the forest burning, you know, raw, like virgin forest, that wouldn't be good for you to inhale that ash. But it ain't. It's also all kinds of horrible shit that, you know, man-made shit that's out there burning as well. So definitely get a gotta have something around, right? At least a handkerchief or something. Don't. don't well, the
2: next time I—that's what I've been using ever since. That I've actually just been using a rag and then just wetting it down and kind of holding the rag up to my mouth and then going out with the other hand and spraying with the hose. <laughs>
0: that's what they tell us to do here. When, like, because, I mean, it burns around here, like, probably every other year pretty bad. Then that's what they tell us to do here. So you're doing it right.
6: Yeah, there's another fire over here that's happening, right? Another thing.
0: Silk, wet
1: silk
6: is a
0: good film. Redding is. Redding's on fire pretty bad.
6: Yeah. Yeah, they told us to, like, have, like, a scarf that was soaked in water or something like that, right? hmm
5: Why so, would some of the little dust masks not work from, like, your hardware store? That's, well, not
1: a dust mask, but, like, the, the... I'm thinking the plastic-formed one, like, you'd get for painting a car or something, you know, one step. Maybe they're, like, $30 or
2: something.
5: Yeah, they're... What? They're a lot, of easier, yeah, there are a lot of easier to breathe through, too. You're talking about, breathe like, like your eyes at all. Yeah. That
2: ash is so fine. I, I'm i not sure a dust mask would work, because that ash is really, really fine. I mean, okay. it's, I, so it's... I don't know if it would work or not. I'm
1: asking, do you guys know? like? Well, that's a good question. So I don't know if gonna, somebody could probably Google it right now. But um, aside from that, I think that's a good point, though, that, you know, you're not thinking about... Um, people think, oh, gas mask—that's hilarious. Like, you're not—what are you going to get gassed or whatever—and having them for the whole family or whatever just can seem ridiculous. But if you had to drive through an area, I've had to drive through fires before, and I would love to have a gas mask behind the seat or something I could have thrown on. Um, but I don't know if, like I said, I don't—I don't remember anything in military training. Not that they tell you. Well, like you spend a couple of days in there. I don't remember saying anything about putting it on for a fire, though. I suspect it has nothing to do with fire, because, like, say it's.
2: when i drove up uh when i drove up closer to the fire to the um you know where they had the road blocked off and talked to the police officers just from standing out there for probably like 20 minutes my eyes started to water like you know and stuff too being you know yeah
1: just to keep your face and eyes out of it would be better than a painter's mask that's your eyes are what are you going to do put goggles on goggles are usually just keep dust out they're not going to you know, keep your eyes from a toxic environment. I don't know. Walking around gas mess is not fun either. Uh, really super hot and it's hard to breathe through it.
5: So is the ash getting all in your house too and stuff from it?
2: I've been trying to keep the house like really, really closed up and luckily I don't have a swamp cooler or anything that's pulling in outside air. So we've just been letting the dogs out like as minimal as possible and just keeping everything sealed up, but there seems to be like this dust over everything, like over all the cars, just over everything, just of ash. It's just, there's just literally a fine layer over everything. And when the wind blows, like it looks like a, a mini dust storm or something for a second with all the ash getting kicked up.
5: I can only imagine. You know, I grew up with a fireplace and, you know, it gets all over everything.
1: I usually wanted to say I told you so, but are you regretting your decision to make your roof out of paper mache <laughs> and wicker?
0: You're like car filter, and all the other shit will be all nasty too.
2: Oh yeah, I bet. I have asphalt shingles on my roof, so what I have to worry about is I. I, I, I I have to worry about a hot ember, I, you know, getting on that vinyl siding, then melting a little hole through, and it falls in between the vinyl siding and the wood.
1: Got a way to throw a little soap in the water?
2: Um, Yeah, I do. I got my little, uh, you know, the thing that I use for my weeds and stuff that you mix with the garden hose, for, like the weed and feed.
1: A little dab will make it a little of wetter, kill surface tension, maybe a little bit. It uh, potentially keeps things a little bit wetter longer.
3: Yeah, it's called a surfactant. Oh, well, that's a good idea.
1: Just a little bit, like a tablespoon of a gallon. You just a little tiny bit. But
3: I that's, know, burn- that's <laughs> something a lot of people don't think about in their bug out bags is is iron uh, and, and you know mouth protection in case you're going through a a smoky area or that kind of thing it's something i never really thought about
2: i know well, about- i didn't have it in my bu- bug out bag and i had that with me basically all the same stuff i take to bug out with i had that with me in my main bag and i didn't have anything to you know cover our faces with or or anything for the whole family like nothing so if we would have been trapped there or something or, or had to go through that yeah that would
1: have been pretty bad Israeli really gas masks used to be co- economical, and they're physically not very big. They're designed almost for civilian type of thing. So, uh, but definitely a painter's filter or something. It wouldn't take up much space. It would only cost 20 bucks or something. You already, well, I guess I don't know if you already have goggles in your, you pretty much have, like, enough stuff for everybody for just, you know, day-to-day type of issues, right? So I
2: don't know if you have goggles and gloves and that kind of thing. No goggles. Um, I I wear glasses, so I don't. You no, know, but yeah, goggles would be another good idea. Um, throw some goggles in there, and gloves. I have a pair of like mechanics gloves, but I I don't know if you know how good those are compared to something that's more waterproof or something like that.
1: I think mechanics gloves option if you can afford them they're like 20 bucks or whatever because they wad up pretty good pretty small but I think you could also potentially if you were prepared for a little bit of smoke and whatnot you could potentially get through somewhere that's you know a bunch of traffic stops because people aren't sure you know you can kind of see that you can blow through a valley and come up the other side then uh, you know potentially you could get through somewhere that everybody else is not able
2: or willing to now one thing when i was coming in this morning it was uh still pretty dark and the uh you know like you could see the smoke through the headlights right now i'll tell you one thing like having your that that smoke can act just like the snow sometimes and like blind you so you can't really see the road in front of you because all your light from your headlights bounces off the smoke and back at you and so you have to turn off your headlights and just use your parking lights and that's like you can see the road better all of a sudden doing that you guys ever experienced that i was thinking man i wish this thing had like fog lights on or
1: something i bet those would probably work better through the smoke so we got some comments coming on the uh gun champ on the youtube side um rob said get n95s it's not ideal but it's cheap is that the um um the things for painters
4: no those are the the painter ones are the uh 3m uh pink ones it's two-sided the n95 is uh it's like a, uh, just a regular mask with a little filter on it it's not the same at all oh so more like a
1: more substantial kind of disposable mouth Filter type of thing that you just put over your mouth. right,
4: right. The 3M one for the painters that, that's that's way more substantial now because it has two sided filters for it,
1: and it's like got the rubber thing that goes around your nose and stuff for like the kind of beard exactly that you can still cover it, but, uh, Patriot, right. like uh, right. It's
4: like a perfect doctor. seal
1: when you got a beard, you're pretty much out of luck, so can start shaving, but um, pretty much. So, I'd like, uh, Rob brought it up again, and um, did Angelina bring it up? That, uh, what about having extra air air filters? I don't think about it. I probably, you know, I'm just super cheap, so I don't, I just run an air filter for a long, long time, but it makes kind of good sense to have an extra air filter in your vehicle in case you are driving through some kind of crap like that, um, so that you're not stuck between auto zones or whatever.
2: Yeah, I'm so cheap. I usually pull my air filters out and then blow them off with uh, the air hose from the air compressor and then, like, shake them out, you know, and then stick them back in and get some more use out of it. That's how cheap I am. So I never have that kind of extra air filters laying
1: around. It might be worth uh, just pulling the old filter, put it in the box that the new one came in, throw that in the trunk, and then you've always got a you know, it's not a clean, but it's better than having them. I mean, what does an air filter cost, $7? I guess you just have an extra clean
4: well, depends- I mean, if you want to if you want to spend a little more money and have something that's reusable, they do. Uh, K and N makes a reusable filter. It's like forty fifty bucks, but it's washable and it's reusable. And there's no life uh, spent on it for the car. Yeah, there's okay. one for the engine filter and one for the in inside the cabin filter in the car too.
1: You just like take a bucket or something, wash it out. And-
4: yeah, yeah actually- just a little hose, even.
0: Yeah. Damn, I've been paying like 40 bucks and I get my oil change.
4: 40 bucks? Yeah. For an oil change?
5: That hurts me. It
0: hurts. For an oil change and then to change whatever filter they need to do this time.
5: I pay more than that.
4: Wow. wow. I'm too 45 cheap. here. We need to do a class so you guys can learn.
0: <laughs> okay. I'll do- I have to like 7 bucks. I'm not doing an oil change though. That seems
5: like too much. I used to change my own oil, but I'm just too lazy now. We're having
1: a thunderstorm right now, so the little puppy doesn't like thunder. She's over here
3: upset. I basically get a car that leaks or burns oil enough. (laughs) <laughs> that i just put it like my current van is you know a, a quart oil every thousand miles so i figure i'd never have to change the oil because it's pretty much fresh all the time i might want to do the filter once in a while but uh the oil itself yeah not a problem and i and i'm i hate to say it uh i'm a real evil guy when it comes to that kind of stuff because i am not a big believer in, in oh yeah change your oil every x thousand miles it's a Bullshit.
0: I don't know what you're supposed to do, but my old car had a light that would come on, which meant take me to get an oil change. So I'm praying that my new car has that, because otherwise, that's never going to happen. I'll never remember to do that.
2: You know, I just looked at my oil and my yeah. Oil that that
3: was out. a little different. That's the oil pressure sensor, and that <laughs> when that comes on, you get about. Two minutes and then your engine ceases up, so that's really not such a good thing. Uh, it, it's okay if you go around a sharp curve and it flashes, and that reminds you to go in and change the oil. I've done that before; that works pretty good.
0: I mean, it's just a boy. it just avoids says maintenance required, and it's not a check engine. Yeah. It's a go do this thing light.
3: Oh yeah, that that's all based yeah, on the mine odometer. Mine says time reading. for an oil change.
5: Yeah, no, that's based on the odometer reading. Yeah, mine has a percentage of oil life left. I hope my Uh, my dad's truck has a percentage.
0: I don't know what my new car has, but it better have fucking something if it wants some (laughs) kind (laughs) of. Can't
1: be expected to read the odometer. or Nothing. Since it's turning into chat, I'm gonna take it to the movie of the day. So one of the things we do on the Daily Gun Show is talk about a gun movie, and um, I watched that Upgrade movie today. And it's kind of got guns in it. But it does have cars in it. So we were talking about cars so we can talk about this movie. Has anybody else seen it yet? The new movie called Upgrade? Nope. nope. No, I saw the preview. I've never heard of it. It's fairly new. I think it's still out in the theaters right now. i can't wait to see it with the lag if anybody out there seen it. So um doesn't sound like anybody's seen it. I won't try to spoil it. basically, though, it's a guy gets paralyzed in a violent situation. Girlfriend gets killed and uh, he gets he's like, you know, next in line for this chip that goes in his spine. It's kind of cheesy. And then it gives him, I don't know, kind of like robot abilities. He The chip makes him super efficient and like a ninja. He can do battle and stuff. And what movie is this? It's called Upgrade. Upgrade? Yeah. And it's set in the future Pretty, like I don't, I don't I'm not sure exactly I didn't really pay attention to know exactly when it's supposed to be in the future but you guys were talking about cars that start telling you when to be upgrade or when to be um, maintained or whatever in this one it's almost like it was um, I forget what movie there's another science fiction movie where they have cabs that are automated and you just a human being just gets in the back and the robot cab takes you where you want to go um, is that
4: so so according to Angelina all these all the guy has to do is wait for the check engine light to go off
0: yep
1: (laughs) well in the movie though they have these uh basically you just get in cars and you tell the car where you want to go and then basically just entertain yourself in there
3: yeah they did that in total recall
1: it was a total recall where the cab like has the little fake cab
3: head johnny cab right 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 Cab. yeah. yeah that johnny cab was in total recall
1: so this is kind of the same except this is just your car and what was neat is the guy who's the main character is a mechanic, and he's uh, a mechanic who like still works on old-fashioned cars, like cars we would have now with motors and stuff. And uh, you, you actually drive. So at, at one point, they're driving a car somewhere, and the robot car just follows them as if it was a trailer or whatever. I just thought that was kind of neat because they were dropping the car off, and that way they had this robot car to get back where they were coming from. Anyway, so it's a gun movie, kind of, and it's uh going to give it one thumb up, or maybe even two. I mean, some people might give it two. It's not a bad movie, actually. It's kind of a neat movie.
0: I've but, not
1: seen it. Yeah, it seems kind of like a bad one to do today, since nobody on the whole panel, we have almost a full panel, nobody's even seen it. So uh, I don't see anybody on the YouTube side saying anything about it. Uh, Philo saying it looked funny as hell. It is kind of exaggerated, kind of like humor. Um, and what's kind of weird in it is the new Superman is one of the characters in it. And that's weird because, you know, it's, just, it's like watching Superman in a movie.
5: I'm just ready for that point in the future where I can just get in my car and tell it where to take me and I don't have to drive.
1: So we've had that. We had that, what, in Detroit, someplace out
3: yeah, there. Yeah, as don't. long as you're willing to run over a pedestrian every now and then, no problem.
1: Yeah, wasn't I'm that-, not about that-, that? Well, that was in Phoenix where the people got killed, but that wasn't, that was with a robot car with a human being watching the murder, like just watching the person get killed. Because Well, was-
3: and, and to be honest, the person well, that they ran into was jaywalking with a bike. So she just came out of like freaking nowhere and the car probably didn't even have time to react.
1: Well, that's sort of the point is that
3: these things have to be or should be
1: faster than us, right?
3: Well, yeah, but, but you know, I don't expect the, I don't expect the car to do a better job than a human being does. I mean, it'd be nice if it could, but you know, to, to say, Oh, Oh, the car, that's it. The car is evil. We got to take these off the street. It's like, well, wait a minute. Even a regular person could never have avoided that accident. So, uh, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of try to give technology the benefit of the doubt. As a motorcycle rider, I have issues because most of these systems do not do a good job detecting motorcycles, and and I, they need need to do a better job, you know, doing that. But uh, I, I agree. I, I I think it'd be really great if you could just get in your car and say take me to work and then you open your book or your business stuff or your, you know, your laptop and you just don't have to worry about it after that. It's kind of like taking a train or the bus, right?
1: In this version, so you sit in your car and some of the seats are looking like normal, like your back seats are normal, but your front seats are just mere versions of your back seats. So you're just sitting backwards, like in a bus or something, or like in train, I guess. Uh, and then when you sit in there, the windows go from clear to monitors, like, they opaque out and they turn into monitors. So people watch TV and play around on the computer and whatever, uh, go around to the net. And, you know, so they're they're envisioning, like, you're not even, you're actually just as productive in your car entertaining yourself or doing whatever, having conversations and doing things. It's just you're physically being transported.
4: I just feel like the back seats are giving me a dirty look.
5: I don't know if I want to set backwards and not know right before it drives me in a river. That's true too.
4: Unless well, it's hot outside and then you need to cool down anyway. Well,
3: that's the Chappaquiddick 7. They haven't released that car yet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the car that did the robot car that killed somebody was in arizona but I, I know that there's somewhere there's a fleet of robot cars that do not even have people in them except for the people they drive around like there's not human being observers in them anymore and those haven't run anybody over and i think that's like pennsylvania or detroit or somewhere up there but uh i think that's like uber right uber robot i don't know where dan is when we need him
4: He's probably running down some people.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. Uber drivers—they jump out in front of robot Ubers because they figure, you know, best case scenario, they get the robots off the street, and then worst case is they get hit, and then they can sue Uber and make some money.
5: And they get a free upgrade.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't even thought about it that one.
5: Well, you know, I'm a. Kind of in the farming industry and uh, they uh, you know tractors now have got that where it'll plow your whole field and you're basically just sitting in there playing on your phone doing whatever and it just runs itself and plows the whole field by gps
1: and it like helps you figure out like everything from seeding to fertilizing to everything like how to lay it out so that you're not backing up and having anything weird like it's all laid out ahead of time Right,
3: oh, yeah. but it doesn't But it doesn't have to interact with anything else. It's on a piece of farmland with no other equipment running around out there. True. So it's well, a little you know, bit easier application. You sit in it
1: in case some, I don't know, some you decide to have a picnic in the middle of your stuff. Well,
4: right. if something breaks. You know. The hail bale machine is the
5: best because you're just watching it poop out bales of hay. The problem with it, though, is you have to go behind it and pick up the hay. Well,
4: yeah, but that's after it finishes doing what, like.
3: No, 30, no, they got a machine 20. for that.
5: They just break you. Just get the other machine for that. You know, the <laughs> bale machine. Well, my family's always been too poor to have the other machine. They always had me when I was young.
3: That that and that is tough work, man. If it's regular hay bales, that is a bitch swinging those things up.
5: Yeah
6: i know the feeling of like lifting hay bales they suck to lift hay bales
3: yeah that that's why i was in information systems technology because you know lifting bits is very easy <laughs>
5: <laughs> well nowadays the hay bales are those big round ones you hardly ever see the small ones anymore yeah i'm glad we don't bail square hay anymore i'm glad we went to round
1: all right well now we got into hay somehow so we'll hey,
3: hey. you're welcome
1: <laughs> any kind of industry stuff you want to talk about today it's usually industry and tech on fridays
0: well why don't we uh, do another uh trigger con update. do what a trigger con update
1: from like instagram or something
0: yeah, I did it yesterday, where you just look at the hashtag for TriggerCon and see what went on there today.
3: Yeah, was today actually the first day?
0: It was industry day. I
1: well, I know one thing that happened. Did anybody pay attention to TriggerCon today?
3: No, I haven't been on the computer until I turned this on for tonight.
1: Well, last year they told everybody... Um, oh, we're sorry that we had it in a venue that was not allowed in CCW, so we'll make sure to rectify that. And this year, metal detectors, no guns allowed.
0: Hmm.
2: Oh, that blows. Are they frisking little kids like they did last year? <laughs> like, no joke. They were frisking and like wanting like, little five-year-old kids and shit, so like, are they doing that again?
4: Oh, so TSA was taking care of it.
2: No, they, they basically had like they went to the fucking airport, hired TSA guys, and had them like, you know, ball checking five year olds. So,
4: yeah, like, pretty they
2: were
3: Michael Jackson security guards. <laughs> 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 See, that, you know, that's why I don't trigger con shot show. It's all new stuff. Yeah. I don't like new stuff, I like old stuff. So, uh, so that's a good reason not to go to those things. But, but that that is an irritant. That is a true irritant that you're going to a gun show. And, and, and to be honest with you, most of the gun shows in my area, you can bring a gun with you, but you have to at the door. You have to check it, and they take your magazines and they put a you know a zip tie on it or whatever. So you walk around carrying a neutered gun with you that's like useless.
0: All right, so we got the the Instagrams up.
5: You see the killer innovations comp for Glocks?
0: Is that what that thing is on the bottom left?
5: I don't know. I'm on the other thing on my phone, so I don't know. It's on the end of a Glock and some goofy-looking thing. And it's a comp inside there, apparently, for the end of a Glock barrel.
0: I was looking at a G-screen. A dude with a bat. Some kind of...
5: It's so small, I can't see I
0: don't know. Tactical Ninja Star with screw holes. Two dudes. Lock. A dude. Alright,
1: I had to go uh,
5: do. There we go. Yeah, that Glock has that it's a barrel with a compensator on the end of it.
0: Oh, there's a little kid with the gun right there. This the is pretty
3: That was Adam Kraut in the picture, two or three pictures back.
0: Uh, that's a one.
3: No, no, two or three pictures back. No. That's okay. You can stand of the picture if you like. Uh, you know, I don't mind. I'm looking for, that's
1: interesting, to finally see what it looks like from the uh, outside. So we got an idea of what kind of, it's probably convention center size thing. I was hoping to see some like picture of uh, you know how big of a situation it is, how big the room is.
0: Oh like an overall picture? Yeah.
1: This looks like yesterday.
0: Well, I mean, don't we have our affiliate Q body T V there? Maybe it's not
1: pictures, is he not using that uh
3: yeah, because he was at range day yesterday.
0: I thought he said he was going today, too.
5: He's in the chat. Oh, I don't
1: know how he explains that, but here we go. This is some sort of a uh, gun. Holds up. This is a gun that is in Dookie. This is a picture. That was from yesterday already. Don't day see a of
0: lot of light. I see two pictures.
1: What? Is...
0: Seeing, like, like a show.
1: We got two. So he's probably editing and whatnot. Did I not screen lock it? But I think I did it at the end.
2: Only two pictures for today at TriggerCon?
1: He said it was damn near TSA, but you had a place to secure your weapon with officers and were allowed to bring in knives. I didn't argue. Oh, wait, I didn't agree with it, just saying what went down. And then SCI's new barrel comp that attaches via an extended guide rod, no threaded barrel required. Hmm. Oh no worries. Are you going back tomorrow? I guess now you got to drive all the way back up there and get a picture of the building. No big deal. We'll wait. Alright, well, so that's TriggerCon, and looks like there's a bunch of guns up there. And it looks like a kind of a mix between a big gun show and a shot show. Alright, well, now it's getting super dead air, so I guess we'll end it. Right about an hour. Thanks, everybody, for jumping in. Anything else anybody wants to talk about before we head out?
0: Nope.
1: So... Dead Horse, good good luck with everything. Uh, We hope the wind blows the other way and blows it all out.
6: Yeah, I hope hope everything goes well with you, Dead Horse.
1: Yeah, me too. I hope they
2: send this fire back to California, where it came from.
0: You don't want it.
6: We we do not want that, no. (laughs)
0: We're dry as hell over here.
6: We'll probably burn up and never exist anymore if that happens over here.
5: Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for jumping in.
1: Otherwise, I'd be sitting here by myself, and we got a bunch to talk about with dead horses uh, situation and adventure. And uh, thanks for everybody who's been participating in the outside chats there. Um,
6: yeah, thank you, G. Webs, for the for their link. We really appreciate it, my friend.
1: Yeah. Um, not sure how we're going to keep doing the daily gun show, but we got. Uh, hopefully, it looks like we're going to have Jimmy on board full time, helping out. So, uh, we should be able to take things, some couple of things, to the next level here. So, uh, stay tuned uh, for all the changes that'll be coming up here and on Gun Channels. Um, I guess with that, it's free patch Friday, and not one sale today. So, if anybody wants, anybody wants to grab anything, probably throw all kinds of free stuff in there with it. And uh, we will. Oh, so, and I guess I'm doing some sort of a Patreon thing tomorrow. I put out. Uh, a request to my Patreons or a poll, I guess, to my Patreon people to see if they are interested in one of those Q&A things like what uh, some of the other people do, and uh, yeah, they wanted me to do it, so I'm going to try that out. I've got some final art stuff to do for the cards, so I probably will do all that starting sometime tomorrow. So if you're interested, check out uh, either on the Patreon or on Gun uh, Channels. Travis does his show in the morning, uh, Caliper Corner and Rick does uh, Rick's life as I see it. Uh, Rick's got an Indiegogo campaign now to uh, try to get some more patches and stickers, some more like swag going for his giveaways and his branding and stuff. So if you're interested in uh, watching somebody like Rick who brought David into the mix already he's out there ambassadoring the shit out of gun channels. You want to see his uh, project succeed and give him a little boost. Go throw a couple of five bucks at him. Uh, And that's what it's all about. And uh, we'll see you back here on Monday, potentially, depending on how much work I get done this weekend, potentially on a whole new format. But uh, soon there'll be a whole new format to the show, or at least a souped up fancy format. Thanks to everybody who jumped in tonight. Thanks for the people who joined us live. We had quite a few people watching in the audience. I've been kind of putting these up on batches on iTunes. So next time I do those, I'll uh, check out what kind of comments and uh, ratings we've been getting, but uh, we appreciate the people that are are giving us those ratings over there. Helps us get the word out. anybody got a quote for the end of the day?
3: I have a quote for today. This is just by a regular person, but I thought it was it sounded pretty good. And the quote goes like this: If you teach your kids how to shoot, when to shoot, what to shoot and where to shoot, freedom will easily be maintained. And that's from Aaron Canales. It's
5: a pretty good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Guys and gals of gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching gunwebsites.com.